Welcome to the Free Yourself and Body Prison podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer O'Neill. This is a safe space for us to talk about all things body image, weight loss, binge emotional eating, exercise, and finding the balanced middle ground between diet culture and anti-diet culture. I am so excited for you to be here. Let's get started with today's show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. It's been a minute. Life has been crazy, but I've determined that I need to make some sort of schedule for myself in order to record this podcast and get new content out there. So today's episode is all about intuitive eating. I'll be talking more about what I've learned around intuitive eating, determining if that's something that's right for you and my approach towards intuitive eating, which is what I call mindful eating, because I kind of do a balance of a little bit of intuitive eating, but I also choose to have more specific structure around what I choose to eat. And I know that the intuitive eating community frowns upon that. So I'll be talking more about all that in today's episode. So basically what is intuitive eating? You may have seen something about it, especially if you're online or you're learning you know, about going off diets or learning how to eat better or how to be healthier. And there is a book on intuitive eating. I think it is just called intuitive eating. I've listened to the audio. I genuinely wanted to inform myself a little bit more because a lot of what I see online has this approach of, well, intuitive eating is just eat whatever you want, whenever you want, and fuck diet culture. That's kind of like the message that's being sent out. And I was like, well, if I eat whatever, whenever, then like I would weigh, you know, a ton and my body wouldn't be able to handle that weight. And I hate having to feel like I have to defend the position of weight because I know it's a sensitive subject for people, but my approach has never been to attack anyone who may be overweight. I myself have been overweight for a lot of my life. I know what it's like and I know how uncomfortable it can be to carry around excess weight. And I know what it's like to, you know, eat everything in sight and it's not comfortable. So I decided to look and research a little bit more. So yes, while the premise is like eat whatever you want, whenever you want, it's not about just going and eating, you know, 20 donuts in one sitting because you'll feel sick to your stomach. At least that's not what the authors of the book say, right? They say like, it's really about tuning in to see what it is that you want or what it is that your body is craving and desiring and having some of that, but also having some semblance of balance and moderation. Now, I will say that I have seen people who used to restrict themselves like crazy and then would go on all out binges and the restrict and binge talk about how like now they have so much food freedom that they'll eat like a whole bag of chips and that's what their body wanted and that's food freedom. For me, that is not food freedom. If I find myself eating a whole bag of chips, I'm like, whoa, like that isn't what my body's craving because that's not what is going to make me feel the best. But maybe that person, it is what made them feel the best. I don't know, but that's the whole premise behind intuitive eating is that you need to find what works for you and for your body. Having said that, well, there's two things. So intuitive eating is against any form of dieting whatsoever. There are no, there's no food rules, right? It's all about tuning into what it is that your body wants and needs in that moment. At the same time, at the very end of the intuitive eating book, and I was surprised to hear this again, because everything that I see online is like, you should never follow any dieting rules ever. And I don't completely agree with that. Um, because I know for me, like I've talked about this before, but I have PCOS 
and I'm working on transitioning towards going gluten and dairy free. And I know that there are people that would say like, well, that's diet culture and you shouldn't be doing that. But at the very end of the intuitive eating book, they, I think someone, they had like a Q and a, I think that's what it was. And someone asked, well, if I have like a specific health problem or something that's going on, like, what do I do if I have to like cut out certain foods? And they said, if it's going to benefit you and your health and you're going to feel better, then, then do that, right? You need to do what's best for you. And if it, I don't know if they specifically said to cut out certain foods, but it's what's going to help you thrive at your highest. And I know that if someone from the intuitive eating community hears this, they are probably like, rip me a new one because it's like, that's not true. Like all foods fit, all foods are allowed. And so yes, while all foods fit and all foods are allowed, they may not fit for you specifically. So that's like my perspective on things is like, yeah, like maybe that person can eat a whole bag of chips. But for me, that's a form of self-sabotage for me. Like if I go and eat a whole bag of chips, I know that it's, it's something that's like I've done in the past when I've been in binge eating mode, maybe not a whole bag of chips, like maybe a whole bag of popcorn or like a bunch of cookies or whatever it may be. That isn't what's best for my body and for my highest good for me to thrive and be at my best. So that's like a little bit of background on the intuitive eating. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about what, how I approach intuitive eating to give you a perspective of how you can incorporate it in your life. Like I've heard of like intuitive eating counselors and things like that. And for whatever reason, I just don't feel drawn to studying anything like that. And it could be because there's such a, you know, um, vendetta against diet culture. And like, while I agree, diet culture is not the best and you don't need to be drinking protein shakes or drinking skinny teas and taking these detox pills in order to feel your best. Like that's not going to help you. That's what diet culture has sold to us. I don't have a vendetta against diet culture. Like I understand that it can be harmful, but at the same time, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. And at the end of the day, like fighting something like that is exhausting. So I think it's just good to be aware of the language, but at the same time, like you do you and live your best life and do what works for you. So like, I think if counting macros is something that's going to help you, I'm not against that. If doing something like Weight Watchers, like I don't think I could live the rest of my life going by counting points. But if doing something like Weight Watchers helps someone or if going on keto helps someone or if cutting out calories helps someone, that's not what's best for me. But who am I to tell someone else that that isn't right for them? So the intuitive eating approach is like, oh God forbid you ever tell anyone to do that. That's like the worst thing you could possibly do. And I get it for someone who's come from a restrictive background that's that makes sense right for me like i like to intuitively eat in the sense of i'll say i'll give you a great example this morning um so i doubled up on spin classes which i usually don't do and i'm gonna probably go off on another tangent here with the exercise but i've never been one of those people who exercises for hours and hours and hours to try to like burn off calories like that's never been my thought process i've always been a person who if anything has the all or nothing mentality and i'm just like oh well i didn't exercise today i'm not gonna exercise tomorrow and then just like snowballs until like i just eat a bunch of random food that isn't good for me and i don't exercise and i gain a bunch of weight right that isn't healthy but that doesn't really get spoken about and so there are people who who have like you know punished themselves with exercise i don't understand that concept so I signed up for two spin classes because I'm on a goal of getting to 100. I did it because I had the time. It was warmer out today and I thought, why not? 
So I had like a little muffin, like a healthy muffin for breakfast um, with knowing that it's going to like fill me up and it was full of, you know, it was like carrots and and nuts and raisins and made up out of oats or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, is like, I know what that I need to eat something that's going to sustain me. But I didn't want to have a huge breakfast before um, class because I knew that I was going to eat afterwards. So after class, I was looking for something to eat and there is a place nearby that I love that has acai bowls, but that's not what my body wanted today. Like I knew I wanted something with eggs or with bacon, just something like a little more sustainable and acai bowls will sustain me. But that's the other thing about me is like, I can eat sweet things like that in the morning. I cannot eat it any other time of day. I know that there are people that like will eat an acai bowl for lunch. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like I can't do it because my blood sugar will drop like crazy. I don't know why I can do it in the morning, not any other time. I think it's probably because my blood sugar has reset itself. So in the morning I can eat something sweeter and I'm fine for several hours, but anytime later in the day, it's just like too much sugar for me and I can't handle it. So that's a perfect example of how you can use intuitive eating to approach how you choose to eat. And so this morning I was like, well, should I have the acai bowl? Because everywhere I was looking up, like I had a plan of where I wanted to go. The place didn't open until later. I couldn't find anything that was gluten or dairy free. And I was like, well, should I go and get this acai bowl? My strongly, like my body and like my mind were saying, no, like that's not what you need right now. Go find something that has, you know, eggs and something more sustainable. So I ended up eating something that wasn't gluten or dairy free, which is fine. Like I don't beat myself up if I don't follow what I'm eating perfectly, quote unquote, right? It's about... I believe in like 80, 20 or 90, 10. Like, so it's like you eat well and sustainably like 80% of the time or 90% of the time. And then 10 or 20% of the time, you may be eating things that are more quote unquote off track. I use that very, very loosely because again, that's like another dieting term, right? That like you're on track or off track, you're cheating or you're not cheating. It's more about finding your sense of balance. And so I don't know if intuitive eating would agree with that 80, 10, uh, no, sorry, 80, 20, 90, 10 principle necessarily. So anyways, so that's like a perfect example. I'll also, um, you know, in the mornings check in with myself again, like just any day of the week, like, do I want oatmeal? Do I want eggs? Like do what it, what is it that I'm craving? Now there are certain days where I'm craving things and I'm just like, and I think partially it is sometimes my PCOS where like my cravings are out of control. And I know the intuitive eating community would say something like, oh, well, if you're craving like, you know, a piece of cake, you should just eat it. And I totally agree with that. But at the same time, sometimes when I eat things like that, it spirals my cravings more out of control to the point where I'm like a little monster and I'm going and eating like all of the sugar all of the time. And that's not being balanced either. Uh, I know the intuitive eating book would say like, you know, if you're doing that, then like you need to not reel it in. I don't think that's what they said, but that's like the rule that I follow rule. I, again, I use that loosely. That's how like I have to be willing to look at like, okay, if I'm eating cake every day and I know again that there are some people who say like, well, intuitively it's okay to eat dessert every day. That's fine. If that's what works for you, that doesn't work for me because that's just too much sugar and my body can't handle it. So that's where like I need to be looking at things for me personally and seeing like, I think for me personally is an oxymoron technically, isn't it? I don't know. I was an English major. I shouldn't know this, but anyways, it just came flowing out of my mouth. Um, is looking at what is it like, are you really tapping into what's best for you and your needs? And in the intuitive eating book, they do guide you through certain exercises where you really tune in to see what is it that I want? What is it that I'm craving? 
And then you go and get the thing and you eat it and you eat it slowly and you take your time. I'm pretty sure there's another exercise. I didn't follow the exercises if I'm being completely honest. I just chose to listen just to hear because I've come to know a lot of these things on my own without having read the intuitive eating book or without having like studied intuitive eating. And especially because I was, I've been turned off by it very much um, by people online. It just like kind of like makes me go ugh, like is that really like what I want to do? Because it almost feels like it's being shoved down people's throats. That's my perspective and my opinion that I, I've come to like my own mindful eating approach just through my own journey of, you know, trying different diets and doing different things and then learning to eat what's best for me. So I feel like I just went off. Where was I going with this? I can't remember, but it's, oh, that I didn't do the exercises in the book. So I did not do the exercise in the book, but one of the things that really stood out to me was how they talk about um, throwing food away. And if you grew up in the clean plate club like I did, you'll know that it's so hard to throw food away, especially if you've been conditioned to like eat everything in your plate because they're starving children in Africa, right? And I this is another thing in the book that I heard that really caught me off guard as they said, off guard in the sense that I was surprised to hear it in a good way is that they said, if you don't, if you end up eating it, it's either going to be like, if you're, if you, if you're nervous about throwing food away or you're like, <gasps> you know, and she even says like, I know you probably just like, we're like, oh my gosh, I can't throw that away. And she's like, I do want you th- to throw it away. Like if you're eating something right. And you realize like you're eating a piece of cake and you realize you don't really need to eat the entire piece of cake. Like you can, if you want to. But if you realize that you don't need to be eating the entire piece of cake, like throw it away or whatever it is that you're eating, whatever it is that you were focusing on. Like for me, my big thing is cookie butter. I know if I have cookie butter around that I'll end up eating a ton of it. I'm going to dive actually a little bit later in this episode on like food addiction, but which I wasn't planning to do, but that this just popped up in my head. I seriously just like let myself rip and riff and see what comes up. So, but she said, if, it's if you don't throw it away in the trash, it's trash in your body. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Like I've heard that before, but hearing it from someone who talks about intuitive eating, I was not expecting that. So, and I agree because it is hard to throw something away, especially when you've been trained to eat everything. For me, the biggest thing is to not eat everything. Even if like I give myself a decent enough serving and I know that I don't need to be eating anymore. I'm so used to eating everything that it, if it's just there, that I'm like, oh, I can actually like put this away. I don't need to eat more. Like even now before I recorded this episode, I decided to go have some lunch and I made like chickpea pasta with turkey and onion and peas and tomato sauce and nutritional yeast, which is like a replacement for cheese. Not exactly like cheese, but it does the trick for me. It's fine. Um, and I like I served myself a pretty decent serving And I wasn't even that hungry to begin with. And I started eating and like halfway through, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't need any more of this food. I'm going to cover it up and put it away. That's a perfect example of intuitive eating in action. It's like, I don't need to be eating all of this. I'm going to put it away. Um, But going into like the food addiction aspect, for me, cookie butter is a big thing. And I know with the whole intuitive eating approach, it's like you need to give yourself permission to eat the food, right? If you don't give yourself permission, it's kind of like, you know, when you're growing up, it wasn't a big deal for me, alcohol, but you know what? Everyone goes crazy when they turn 21 because it's like, oh my God, finally I can drink alcohol. Like, oh my gosh. And then people go crazy and drink it all. 
And same thing with like anything else. It's like, oh, once you have permission to have something, it doesn't become as alluring. It's more like, oh, well, I can have that anytime. Okay, like whatever. But like that's the whole premise behind intuitive eating is like knowing that you can eat that anytime and you don't have the last supper mentality, which Thanksgiving is coming up this week, Thanksgiving 2020, because who knows when you're going to be listening to this episode. But people, I think, tend to have that last supper mentality because they're like, oh my God, this is the only time I'm going to be able to eat this. Then I need to go all out because I'll never be able to eat this again. And that's like the whole thing behind diet is like, you need to eat everything in sight, right? You need to eat all of the bad foods, quote unquote, because on Monday you're starting over. And then when you start over, like you're not going to be allowed to eat those things. So then what makes you want to eat those things? Like you want to eat those things more because you're not allowed to have them. For me, like there are certain foods, like I can have ice cream around. There are a lot of foods that like before I would not have been able to have around and I would just want to eat them. Now I can have like things like ice cream or cake or I don't even know, like because I've taken away the power to that food, I've been able to keep those things around and I'm like, I'll forget. Like I think I bought a pint of like gluten-free vegan ice cream like a month ago at Whole Foods it's still sitting in my freezer closed and I think it's like a peanut butter swirl or something but like anytime I thought of having it like first of all I forgot that I have it and then I'll open the freezer and I'm like oh yeah I have this ice cream and then I'm like okay well I can have it later because it's like do I genuinely want it right now no but I will say there are certain foods like I've said cookie butter that get me every single time and so I just love the way the cookie butter tastes. So like no matter how much I give myself permission to eat cookie butter, like yes, it may be like less alluring now, but I choose to not buy it as much because I know that it's like a tempting food for me. And this has nothing to do with like not giving myself permission to have it because I'm like, I do give myself permission to eat cookie butter, but there's something about it. It's probably like the sugar, right? Sugar is addictive. I don't care what people say. And I do think that there are certain foods that are addictive. And I've seen things that say like, well, food isn't addictive. No, like if you're eating food made from, you know, nature, it's likely not addictive. But if it was made in a lab or a factory, like there's a bunch of added shit in those things that can and will make you addicted to it. And I think sugar is definitely one of them. And so cookie butter tastes amazing. And there's something about it where I'm just like, oh, like I want more, I want more, I want more. But it's like, and the intuitive eating book talks about this, how like after like several bites, like things don't start to taste the same. So then you're like, oh, well, I don't want this anymore. That's not the case for me with cookie butter. I could probably sit and eat, like maybe not the whole jar, that's kind of like a lot. But because I come from like a binge eating, emotional eating background, I can't even go through like a whole jar within like a week. Like I remember last year there was one point where I bought these like brioche rolls from um, Trader Joe's and cookie butter and I could not stop eating those. And it wasn't that my body wanted it like intuitively. It was just like I was addicted to it and I was like, oh my God, give me more, give me more, give me more. And that could be part of my PCOS, but I think in general for anyone, like is that a healthy behavior to have to like keep eating and eating these things that like isn't serving you and it isn't making you feel your best? Like, no, it's not. So I think it's really good to be aware of what is it that serves you and your highest good the best. Um, there was something else I was gonna say. Oh, last year I remember around Thanksgiving, my mom had bought a pumpkin cheesecake and it was so good that like I found myself again, like I think every night for like a week, I was like going and eating a slice and there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe less than a week. I feel like I was eating like multiple slices and I was like, oh my God, I'm binging. Like what is going on? And I was very aware that I was binging, but there was this part of me that didn't want to stop 
the binging. And that's like something that I talk about and, and teach with coaching. It's like, watch your behavior as you're binging and see like, what is it really about? And there might be a part of you that doesn't want to stop doing that. But the intuitive eating book doesn't really address this. Like there was maybe like five minutes in the book where I was shocked to hear, she called it dieting backlash, where it's like, where you're at such a point where you're like fed up with diets, you just like don't care and you just eat everything. And, but that's like the only time that I've ever heard anybody talk about it, where you just like, you know, you don't, you're, you're so into like binge eating that it has nothing to do with like restriction for me that it's never had to do with restriction. Like, yes, I've been on diets, but I've never restricted myself to the point where I starve myself because my blood sugar drops so low that I I can't handle not eating. If anything, I overeat partially because I know that my blood sugar may drop. And so I freak out and think that I need to eat more than I need to. Um, and intuitive eating is about paying attention to like your cues and seeing like, am I hungry or am I not? For me, sometimes I feel like I experience a false sense of hunger. And I think that can be brought on by like having too many, too much sugar, too much carbs. Like I know, no, I know carbs are not the devil, right? They're not bad or wrong or anything like that, but there are carbs that like vegetables have carbs in them and, and they have different levels of carbs in them, but there are certain foods that have the, where the carb ratio like keeps me sustained and fuller for longer than if I was just eating like white processed carbs that like, you know, make my blood sugar go up and then it drops and then I'm left hungrier than I was before. Like if you eat like a bowl of frosted flakes, like I could not eat a bowl of frosted flakes because then I would be hungry right away. And like that would not keep me satisfied for hours. And I think that is part of the intuitive eating approach is looking at like, okay, like if you want a bowl of frosted flakes, like go and eat it, but is it what's best for you in that moment? You know? So that's my approach is having a a combination of, you know, I don't eat things like that. And it's not because I'm dieting. It's because I know it's not what's best for me. Or sometimes like I may want to substitute, actually, I was going to say cauliflower rice for rice. That's not true. I love rice. I, that's another one of like my addictive foods. I could eat like bowl, a bowl of rice and like just be so happy. But, and again, it's not about like, oh, you, you shouldn't be eating rice, but it's knowing what's best for my body. So I could eat like a ton of rice, but I know that that's not going to make me feel good in the long run. So like I'll eat rice, but I'll try to portion it out or try to be mindful of my portions. And I think that's super important to be aware of is that it's okay to be mindful of portions and to know if you're overeating and you may be overeating and not even realizing it because you may be eating, especially if you you're wanting to lose weight and the intuitive eating approach is like, it isn't about weight loss at all whatsoever. And I am not against weight loss as long as you're doing it from a place where you, again, this is not for people who are studying, suffered from eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia, but if you struggle with overeating or being overweight and you know that you're not in your healthiest body and you know that you could eat healthier and you know, work on changing your body in a loving way. I think it is good to be mindful of portion sizes, or you might be like sneaking little bites here and there and not even be aware of it. Because I know that I've had plenty of times where I'm like, oh, well, I'm eating healthy. Like why am I not losing weight? And part of it is like, it could be my body wants to be that size. Part of it could be my PCOS. But another piece of it is like, I could just be overeating calories. And if like I'm sneaking a piece of chocolate here and adding a ton of like half and half, or like now I'm not using half and half, but I'm using like dairy-free cream or even things like that. Or you're like taking like, you know, extra spoonfuls of peanut butter as you're like dipping your apple in your peanut butter. It's not to say you shouldn't eat peanut butter, but it's like little things like that can add up. And then you're over-consuming calories that your body doesn't even need. And what does it do when it can't process it? Like it turns it into fat. 
And there's nothing wrong with being overweight, like I said, but it is okay to be mindful and to be aware of what it is that you're eating and seeing like, well, how can I do better, right? Or even for me, like I know that I tend to gravitate towards more carbs and like more, I don't want to say junky things, but you know, even like this week, it's just like, not this week in general, like I like having an apple with peanut butter for uh, a snack, but then like sometimes I'll have like a gluten-free, dairy-free banana muffin. And then like I'm eating like pasta at lunchtime. And then I've had like oatmeal at breakfast. Like for me, that's way too many carbs. And I know I could do better by adding in maybe more vegetables for snacks and adding in like, you know, healthier fats. And there's nothing wrong with looking at those things and seeing how can I do better for myself. So that's my whole approach is how can I do better for myself? And again, I don't know that I'm 100% on board with intuitive eating, but I'm not saying don't look into it if you think that it might be right for you. But we shouldn't be attacking anybody who chooses to not do intuitive eating or telling people that they're doing something wrong or that they shouldn't be in a calorie deficit. Again, from a healthy mental standpoint, not from someone who's trying to like starve themselves and doing it, you know, it's it's frustrating sometimes that I feel like I have to add this disclaimer, but it's all about being healthy and finding what's healthy for you. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that, you know, maybe if you've been wanting to look intuitive eating, it's piqued your curiosity into looking into it and seeing what's best for you. When I work with clients, I would never tell them like, you have to intuitively eat or else, right? And it's about helping them find their balance and what works best for them. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you guys soon. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, we would love for you to leave a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you may be listening to this podcast. You can reach out to me at Luminous Wellness with Jennifer on Instagram. I also have a website. I don't use it as much, but you are more than welcome to check out my website. And you can also message me. Um, I know Apple likes to see reviews and the more reviews that people leave the more people are likely to see the podcast so if you feel inclined and you want to leave a review or you want to leave a comment I would love for you to do that and I will talk to you guys soon